Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 204, Influences on Your Thinking. It's February 2nd, 2024. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and so on. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any fashion. There is no longer any music for my podcast intros or outros because that is the way to be inclusive for people who have hearing loss or who are hard of hearing. Please join the movement and get other podcasters and social media content creators to ditch the music when combined with voice. End of non-musical intro. Influences on your thinking. Oh my, oh my heavens, people. This wasn't even on my list. Not only was it not on my list, it came out of the blue. It was, came in hot, like do just, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in amazement about that. But before I break this apart, uh, and I'm actually very excited about this topic, please visit my website and enter my giveaway. As I said in the podcast intro, nothing I say in this podcast or any of my content in any other format is designed or intended to be medical or therapy advice. I do have transcripts on my hosting platform, rss.com. They are in a very poor format. I am working with my IT guy. We will eventually come up with a workaround. It is what it is. If you are listening to this podcast right now and you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, please stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or you may call or text 988. Influences on your thinking. I have to say, I'm just amazed at this, the the richness of this. This to me is very rich. Now, I'm calling the different things that influence your thinking, I'm calling it lenses, like lenses for your eyeglasses or lenses for your sunglasses. You could think of it as filters. Um, You could think of it as, you know, something else, but filters is a good one. Lenses is a good one. And for why, why is this important? Well, hopefully, Hopefully, you would like to have rich and meaningful relationships with the people in your life. Looking at how you, as a human being, think and what impacts your thinking can be helpful in nurturing and supporting your relationships. It's valuable, in my opinion, to understand yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, and have self-awareness, emotional intelligence, emotional processing skills and self-mastery. I find that to be extremely valuable. I don't know about you, but I think it's wildly valuable. Now, so the filters or lenses or factors or elements, whatever you want to call it, this list I'm about to go through is not the end-all be-all list, just so you are aware. These are some of the top things that will influence your thinking. And when I say influence your thinking, I do not mean that you're aware of these influences because much of this and some of this happens in your subconscious or unconscious mind. So let's start breaking this apart. 
The first one I have, which I have talked about met a great deal in my podcast, which is rational versus irrational thinking. Now, if you're new to my content, irrational thinking, aka a cognitive distortion, is extremely common in the world, extremely common. What it is, is it is thinking that is inaccurate, flawed, warped, or distorted. And what that means is, you as a human being, if you have a cognitive distortion or irrational thinking, your thoughts, your perceptions, your judgments, your conclusions, all of your thinking is flawed, inaccurate, warped, or um, distorted. So some cognitive distortions are much easier to detect or in my humble opinion, are way more obvious than others. I recently did a podcast called All or Nothing, Black or White, and that's about a cognitive distortion, which is all or nothing thinking or black or white thinking. That sometimes is easier to to sort out. So this is an inaccurate way of thinking that, of course, is by the very nature going to influence your thinking and not in a good way. Number two, low self-esteem. I've also addressed this in many other podcasts, but it can't not be said in this podcast given the title. So in I have never met anyone who has low self-esteem and is aware they have low self-esteem that doesn't add negative meaning or negative nuances to conversations, to events, to situations, to whatever's going on in life. Low self-esteem, where you feel you're not worthy or you're not good enough or you're not deserving or you're, or other people are better than you, this is a very common situation also by all reports affecting up to uh, 85% of the population. And many people that I've spoken with who have low self-esteem are aware that they add a negative meaning or a negative context or a negative nuance that is actually not in the conversation or situation. Some people are not aware. It depends on their level of, of self-awareness, actually. So, for example, if you had low, a typical person with low self-esteem, let's say you gave them a compliment today and said, oh, wow, you know, you look fantastic, Mary. You look fantastic. Mary, with low self-esteem, might then in her head, to herself, in her mind, say, oh, see, I look horrible every other day. Or, oh, see, I am only looking good today and it's probably because she wants something from me. Or, oh, I, I, I must look horrible. I must look really ugly because in all the years I've known Mary, she's never said something nice to me. Like, they will just go off and add and make up stuff and, and, and they can take a, like a severely high compliment like the best compliment you could ever get in life and turn that into something ugly. So many people with low self-esteem are where they do this and some people are just are not. Now you could see from the example that changes your thinking. It changes your thinking because it actually changes reality. The reality is Mary said, oh, you look fantastic. Mary may think that every time she sees you or her or whatever, but doesn't say it. Like, you, you, they just make stuff up. So the power for the in this is for you to understand that this is sometimes or frequently what happens with low self-esteem that changes your thinking. 
Number three, your emotions and your emotional state. Well, I think most people understand that if they're in a bad mood or they're in a good mood, they, they might have a different reaction to some event or some statement or some situation. Your mood or your emotional state or what, however you're feeling can impact your thinking in a very, very big way. I mean, I have been known to say, well, not not forever. I mean, I've really, once I got out of certain like bad abuse, bad, bad, bad stuff. Yeah, well, I'm hardly like, I'm, I'm hardly ever upset. I, there's nothing to be, you know, upset about. Plus I've been doing all my trauma healing and breaking trauma bonds. So I'm really peaceful. But in the past, when I was in a very abusive situation and somebody would do something mean to provoke me, I might get in a bad mood. And sometimes I would say to my kids, you know, don't ask me about that right now. I'm in a bad mood. Because I, I would know. I might say no to them because I'm in a bad mood. And I didn't want to say no, so ask me later when I'm in a better mood. So you're, you're, it's reasonable. It's normal and reasonable that your emotions, your emotional state, or your mood will impact, you know, your thinking. So the thing is like, but the, but there goes beyond that. Okay. So let's say you don't like Mary. Let's say you just don't like Mary. You do not like Mary. Okay. You've made up your mind for whatever reason. Then the fact that you've made up your mind, your emotional view and, and feelings towards Mary that you do not like her is going to then color your thinking. It's not just about your mood. You know, it's about your emotional state overall. So this includes your ability to regulate your emotions and process your emotions. Your emotions, people, are so powerful. Uh, that's why I would like you to learn how to use them to be a superpower because emotions are what tank people. But emotions most clearly and definitely impact your thinking. Number four, cognitive biases. We, if you're following along with my podcast as learning as we grow and learning as we go, I just recently shared about cognitive biases in a recent podcast because uh, it was there in the research I was doing. And allegedly or reportedly, there are over 180 cognitive biases and we all have some. We all have them. The power is in knowing that you have a cognitive bias. So for example, in, the, in a previous podcast, I talked about uh, a negativity bias from, from the research, which I actually think was on my podcast about negative thinking, getting you down. Uh, but there's a optimism bias and there's a pessimism bias. There are many, many cognitive biases. I, by the way, claim to have the optimism bias <laughs> and I am aware of it and I'm okay with it. So, but many of our cognitive biases are below the radar. Just because something is below the radar does not mean it doesn't impact your perceptions, your thinking, your judgments. The power in this is understanding that we as human beings have cognitive biases. Then sometimes, occasionally, when you bump heads with people or there's some kind of conflict, it could be due to a cognitive bias. Like someone who has a negativity bias is going to have a different suggestion or conclusion about a problem or situation than someone who has an optimism bias. 
you could see that they might be conflicting. So cognitive biases are very common. You have them for sure. I have them for sure. And they impact your thinking. Number five, cognitive dissonance. I have, I have only, I think, probably maybe once or twice ever mentioned cognitive dissonance in my podcast content. I'm, I've been aware of it for quite some time, but it, it just doesn't always pop up on my on my radar, on my, on my thinking. So, but here's the thing. So what is cognitive dissonance? Well, cognitive dissonance is, is kind of a state of psychological tension when you have conflicting, either conflicting emotions or attitudes or beliefs. And, and it's a way for your your brain to deal with the psychological conflict because your brain does not like psychological tension or conflict. So for example, you might be saying to yourself, I am going to be healthier. Then you're at work and someone brings donuts in, you're eating a donut, you're munching on a donut and you think to yourself, I'll start tomorrow. Because in your mind, you've got this commitment to be healthier, which includes eating healthier, and here you are maybe picking out on donuts. So to ease that, create the homeostasis, you, you say, oh, I'll start tomorrow. Now, another example, just to make this clear, because this happens, this happens probably more than you know. So let's say you're a saver and you think that your partner or your spouse or your significant other or your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, is also committed to saving and being financially prudent, yet they want to spend an extraordinary amount of money on a new home. You could see where that would be a mismatch. So in that case, you might have to say, well, you know, and you, you make some kind of justification or, you know, like in the, in the best case, you come to terms with it. But oftentimes we make excuses or justifications so that the psychological tension or the conflicting emotions kind of calm down. So this is when there's a mismatch. So, and, it, and it's actually very common, like it happens a lot, but, but again, it's not something most people are aware of. Number seven, your level of psychological safety. I only recently started talking about your psychological safety because in the research I did on being open-minded, what did we learn? We learned that closed-minded people are most frequently or often closed-minded because it's not psychologically safe. For them to root around in their mind and consider new ideas, new views, new perspectives. It's not psychologically safe for them. Therefore, your level of psychologically safe, feeling safe, or your level of psychological safety will impact how you think. It will impact how open-minded you are or closed-minded. It could impact you. It could impact you in other ways as well. I mean, it could impact you in a lot of ways, but that's another piece. Number eight, your life experiences. Well, there is no doubt from the research that what they're saying is you're a different person every day because of your experiences. But your experiences in life, good or bad, over-the-top positive or trashy trauma, 
impact your thinking, which is reasonable, it's predictable, it's normal. There's nothing wrong with the fact that your experiences shape and inform your thinking. So, but what's helpful is when you can notice your experiences are in the moment shaping your your thinking. So, for example, after my, well, I was going through my second divorce, I know, can you believe that? Uh, I was very deeply distraught, in shock, in huge shock. And I told people, I, yeah, I'm never doing this again. I'm never dating again. Men aren't worth it. I'm not going to have a man in my life. This is just, no, no, no. Well, clearly the universe has had some other things to say about it because I've been, I was gripping onto that idea for so long and the universe was like, yeah, get your hands off the steering wheel. We got you. Um, and I've changed my point of view. I'm like very excited about it now. <laughs> I've been excited about it for a couple of years now and, uh, and he'll show up. I promise you he will. So all types of experiences in your life, good, bad, and different, neutral, can shape you, which by the way, includes trauma, betrayal trauma, trauma bonding, betrayal blindness, all kinds of experiences. Number nine, your attitudes and beliefs or your mindsets. So a couple podcasts ago, I introduced the terminology of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Well, yeah, a couple podcasts ago, which is the, from the research of Carol Dweck a Stanford University psychologist. I actually went back to look to see, is Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K, the originator of the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset? And it does indeed look like Carol Dweck is the originator of that idea. Your, and there are many mindsets, I'm just giving some examples, growth mindset or a fixed mindset. Those are kind of two opposites or two, two different different ones, but your mindset or your attitudes and beliefs about yourself, other people, the world, life, life itself will change how you think. You cannot separate that. A growth mindset will lead you to very different avenues for actions and conclusions and thinking than a fixed mindset. An abundance mentality is extremely different than a scarcity mentality. Your attitudes and beliefs inform your thinking. Now, I could go, there are so many things that fall into this category. So, for example, minimizers, which is which is like a temperament, it's an attitude, or perfectionists, or people pleasers, they all, their behavior, their, their way that they're organized informs and shapes their thinking. So, this is a huge area. I've just given you a few examples. Number 10. Your knowledge of basic psychology will shape and inform your thinking, your emotional processing, and other things. If you become aware of things like projecting, being the safe person for another, the idea of passive-aggressive anger, triangulation, betrayal blindness, trauma bonding, splitting, these will change your thinking because you'll have an understanding and you can apply it and say to yourself, oh, well, that's triangulation. I'm not, I'm not having that. I'm not going for that or what have you. So your level or having some level of a basic, and I really do mean basic, 
level of, of psychology, psychology knowledge will be help you, helpful. Number 11, your boundaries. Well, you hopefully have healthy boundaries. I hope not everybody does, but I hope you do. Uh, but they're going to shape and inform your thinking, your behavior, the way you process your emotions. They will shape all kinds of things. So hopefully you have healthy boundaries. And if not, I have a podcast on it. But that's going to change your thinking and inform your thinking. Number 12, logical fallacies. I just introduced logical fallacies as an idea or a concept in my recent podcast titled Poisoning the Well. It was fascinating to me that your thinking could be impacted by a logical fallacy, either something you have internal or like something that someone else, some other person, organization or entity says or does that has a logical fallacy. You might not be aware of it, but the, the, the power is if you even know about logical fallacies you might be able to catch it and there's there i laid out a couple in the poisoning the well podcast but there could be a logical fallacy either in your thinking or approach or someone else's like it it can it's done done intentionally a logical fallacy is designed to sway your views or thinking you know, if, if it's done by somebody else, which is which is often the case. So logical fallacies will impact your thinking. Number 13, how compassionate you are with yourself and others will influence your thinking. Being compassionate with yourself and others leads to a particular line of thinking and a particular line of emotional processing. On the other hand, beating yourself up, being hard or vicious on yourself or others leads to a completely different line of thinking, and there's everything in between. So how compassionate you are with yourself or others will impact your thinking. Number 14, your coping strategies will impact your thinking and more. If you take an approach to life where you're typically going to numb your feelings as a way to cope your thinking your behavior and all of that will be different than if you decide I think it's time for me to go for a walk I'm feeling a little stressed or I'm going to go pray or I'm going to go do some mindful meditation or exercise mindful meditation exercises or what have you that's going to lead you down a different path so your coping strategies for life will impact your thinking and how you cope with life, obviously. All right, number 15, your expectations. We frequently do not distinguish our expectations. Expectations for human beings, so either are known, distinguished, or they are undistinguished. Either way, they will influence your thinking in in many different ways. Now, when expectations distinguished or not distinguished you know is one of the things that can be a core issue when you're having a problem with someone or when a problem surfaces so even if an expectation hasn't surfaced your expectations are still in the background coloring your thinking you can't help it if you expect 
people to be evil in the world, then that colors your thinking. Okay, number 16. Stealth behaviors, statements, and actions of others. Oh, boy. well, uh, so behind the scenes in life, from time to time or occasionally, you may be the unwitting target for poisoning the well, or you may have been exposed to a subtle smear campaign against someone else that you know, or someone. This is, this is extremely sad, toxic, sick behavior. At the same time, this is very common, and it will remain and continue to be common till we start calling people out on their BS because there are people who know about smear campaigns and they won't say anything there are people who know that people are engaged in poisoning the well and they don't say anything so that but in this case I'm talking about the subtlety of it because it's often 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 extremely subtle and if you've been exposed to a, a dose or two or 10 or whatever of poisoning the well and you're not aware of it, it almost for sure 100% will impact your thinking. At the same time, if you're not aware of the dynamic, you don't realize the well's been poisoned, then it's, it's not gonna be obvious to you. It will still impact and color your thinking. You just won't be awake and aware to it. So that is 16 different things in life about the way we are as human beings that influence our thinking. So what does this mean? Well, I knew you were going to, I knew you're wondering the same thing. Like, why is she covering this? Well, maybe you were thinking that, maybe you're not. Well, it means that your thinking is complex, whether you realize it or not. There are people who want to make things black or white, all or nothing, oversimplify life. And life is not like that. It's just not. I would love it to be more simple. I would, I would love lots of changes. But there are people who oversimplify everything down to, well, you're mad and that's because of blah. You know, like in, instead of really looking at the totality of all the aspects and all the, the context and the nuances. So hopefully you're realizing that, you know, human thinking is in, influenced at least by 16 factors. And when I started the podcast, I said, there's more. I'm covering the top ones. That's pretty many, 16. It also means that you could drill down on your own growth mindset. Thank you, Carol Dweck. Or your personal growth and development journey and start to discover your own ways of thinking and what shapes your thinking. I know lots of things that shape my thinking and I, I can tell you them. I've, I've said many of them in the last 200 podcasts. Like I, I'm not hiding it, but you could, you could discover your own. It also means, this content means that Seeking first to understand another person is complex because it's 100% done deal. They're going to think differently than you. They're different than you. They're not you. You know, even if you have shared goals and shared values with a person, it might, this content might underscore for you 
the value of self-awareness and emotional skills as well as rational thinking. I mean, it might. You could, you could be listening to this podcast thinking, who the mm cares? Well, you're well, you're welcome to think that. I, I'm all right with whatever you think. I just want you to be happy, healthy, and well loved. Uh, and I don't particularly care if you like me either. So, if you think this is not a value, then move on. Um, but this could help you with your relationships. So, for example, I had this person I love dearly, and we would only once in a blue moon we would bump heads, and it was always a surprise. And then one one day, this guy said, "Oh, I know why you bump heads," and we were like, "Oh, really? Why?" And 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 it was because. The other person was a minimizer, and I am the opposite of a minimizer. If there's a problem, let's go address the problem. Let's figure it out. We can do it. Yay. That growth mindset, there's a problem. Yes, let's tackle it. And the other person was a minimizer. Oh, we're going to pretend that the problem doesn't exist. So that's why we bumped heads. It was very helpful to find out that that was why we would every once in a blue moon bump heads. Although I will say they were not, they were not, they were not happy that that they were categorized as a minimizer. But later, uh, they did they did come around and say, yes, yeah, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the worst thing in the world. So this content, understanding that I've laid out sixteen different aspects, elements, filters, lenses that change and color and impact your thinking, could it could help you be less judgmental of other people when they don't agree with you or they don't think like you. And it could literally open up a whole new world. What I would not recommend, and I don't ever recommend this, although I've probably only said it in a a few, very few podcasts, which is I don't I don't recommend using my content or any any content. I don't recommend analyzing other people. I, 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 I mean, I could do that, but oh my gosh, I think if you're doing that, you need to get a life. If you have the time to sit around and analyze somebody else, you need to be putting some good stuff in your life, in my opinion. Now, it's very different if you're bumping heads with someone in your life and you're trying to figure out what, why can't we get along? Why are we having this issue? Why are you, we having little rifts every now and then? You know, your energy and your focus, in my humble opinion, should be completely on making your own life amazing, fantastic, and great, and not ever analyze other people, except or unless there's some issue and you're trying to sort out what is the problem here. Like I recently did that and I was like, oh my God, I'm blindsided. It's, it's all, it's the wells being poisoned. Anyway, so people, by the way, don't like, generally speaking, unsolicited advice. They, they typically don't like that. And I know I'm guilty where I have said, you know, some things to people that they did not ask for and I regretted it, apologized, and I... Don't, don't do that pretty much anymore or try not to. But use this podcast for yourself. Use this podcast to grow your own wisdom, your self-awareness, and a clearly, I always recommend 
growing your emotional skills because that's what tags so many people. So, so I have some other podcasts that will support you if you're looking to have better relationships and and have have a different life. So number one is my recent podcast, Seek First to Understand. Next, what is your evidence? The what is your evidence will help you drill down to understand where someone else is coming from. I think it's very valuable because most people want to be understood. Most people want to be heard and seen and understood and appreciated. And understanding that you know, someone else thinks differently from you because of course they've had a whole different life is helpful in my opinion. The next podcast I would definitely recommend on this note is learn to control your mind. <coughs> Excuse me, coupled with the power of your mind. I would also suggest if you're not familiar with the science behind your subconscious and unconscious mind, I have a podcast for that. I have a podcast on cognitive distortions as well as a couple specific cog cognitive distortion podcasts. And if you're having any relationship difficulties or communication problems, I do recommend I have a podcast called Tips for Difficult Conversations. So those podcasts as well as much of my other content will help you. My intention and hope is this, this expands the way you look at yourself and the way you look at others and brings compassion to the table for the complexities of thinking. I hope it's been helpful because I think it's I think it's very helpful because I do want to understand other people because I do I do like to get along with people. So I do love you. That's it for now. Hang in there. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 204, Influences on Your Thinking. First of all, I hope you will share this podcast on social media so we can start bringing people to the table to have happier, healthier, and more amazing lives. Hey, I do love you. Hang in there for now. That's it.